I lived a life of luxury, and I became so addicted to self-importance and acceptance that I almost destroyed my entire life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about how the pursuit of success at all costs can lead to a very destructive lifestyle. Now, society says that success is to be pursued at all costs, and then you will be happy. But does that really work? So many try to change their mindset and learn how to become successful people but sometimes those doctrines can become destructive in our lives. Today, we will have Renan DeBarros talk about his ruthless pursuit for success and happiness, and through that success, how the life in the fast lane became about money, drugs, and girls, and it was never enough to make him happy. Renan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Anli. Thanks for having me. Awesome, my friend. Renan, thanks so much for coming on today. Now, from my understanding, you were taught at a young age to believe in the power of the mind, how you can attain much more by the power of your mind. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I grew up in my early years in Brazil and my parents were successful business owners. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really appreciated about my upbringing was the fact that I saw my parents hustle and do well in life with their businesses. And they tend to dabble into different things, different religions, trying out different philosophies. And Mm. one of the things that I saw them getting into the most were books that were written by a specific author about how we can attain things by the power of our mind, how our mind, we're using so little of our minds. And Mm. you've heard these things that if you expend the amount of mind capacity that you use, you can actually attain anything. You can accomplish anything. We're so powerful on our own. We're Mm. powerful beings and we can just do whatever we want to do. We can attain whatever we want to attain if we just put our minds to it. So, Renan, that sounds like secular kind of new age thinking, right? Like you can control and make the world that you need if you can actually use your brain to attain it, correct? Correct. Which then even later on in life, as I started to gain a career and went into a career opportunity that I actually make a lot of money, I started believing in new age stuff like The Secret and was actually guided by a professional counselor in those things. And how do you set those goals and how do you reach those goals by just using meditation and attaining things to benefit me? Right. So that I could become successful, so that I could become more powerful, so I could become more influential, have more money, and do whatever I wanted to do in life, which is have everything that I want. Right. In finances, in influence, and with people, and so on. And at first, this kind of worked, Renan. At first, this was kind of working for you. You were making really good money at that time when you were seeking all that, correct? Absolutely. And well, I started from a background where I was rebelling because when we moved 
from one country to the next, right? We came to the United States. I was at a tender age of 14 years old. I rebelled. I did all yeah. sorts of weird things. I started doing drugs very early on, and I started being promiscuous wow. very early on and sleeping with girls of a very young age wow. and partying and became like the life of the party, the guy who threw the parties and all of these things. Wow. But the one thing that took me out of doing so much drugs so often was that I wanted to be very successful and have a lot of money. <laughs> I see. So I started being a controlled drug addict where I was able to keep that under check to the point where I could work very hard hours and then just party real hard on the weekends. Wow, I and see. And I ended up, you know, doing very well with the power of the mind and goal setting and all of these things ended up making in the tens of thousands every two weeks. Wow. Every month bringing in a lot of money. I was dating my wife at the time and we were on and off, as you can imagine, because, you know, my life was a mess. Eventually right. we ended up having our first child together, who is now 14 years old. But it wasn't so pretty in the beginning. We were wow. having a lot of struggles, her, both her and I, right. because we were chasing after the world and chasing after worldly things and wanted to actually run away from some of our upbringing wow. and things that we struggled with. So we'd get into drugs. But then on the other side, we wanted to be successful. So we kind of kept in check. Wow. We were like the psychologist friends to our real bad drug addict friends. Oh, I see. Yeah, we were, quote unquote, the goody goodies, right? But still in the party with them, giving them advice on how to live life. Now, I understand this caused a lot of marital ups and downs in your early on marriage. Is that correct? Absolutely. Even after we had Logan, we were not at peace with each other. So hard chasing at money mm. and being happy that money is coming in. There was always this unspoken rule or sometimes spoken through arguments like, wow. you just let me work as much as I can. Don't bother me about being at home and I'll keep bringing in the money. We both enjoying the money lifestyle. Right. We started hating our family life, hating time that we spent together because we weren't really spending time with one another. Mm. By this time, we also had a second child come in two years later. Wow. And so this is a process where now I am running a couple of business offices for a finance insurance corporation that's like a Fortune 500 company, but two local offices now traveling back and forth, wow. spending about 90 to 100 hours a week if it were clocked in, actually working and on the phone and mobilizing people and training people and firing people. And mm. although we were making a lot of money, I really came to a point where I hated life. Mm. I understand, like you were saying at this point, it became a very almost totally self-destructive path. What did you do when you realized that this was hurting you and your family? Well, it never happens in a snap. You don't go from being in a great life and everything is working out fine to a drastic, dark moment in a snap of a finger. So yeah. everything just gradually, you take step after step into the wrong direction. Hmm. And before you know, you end up in a very dark situation. So where I found myself at this point mm. was completely exhausted, drained. Not just that, I was angry 
The best word to describe it is I was an evil person. I was a bad person. Right. I don't want to compare because everybody makes comparisons to like the Wolf of Wall Street. If you will ever watch that movie. Yeah. There's very dark scenes and how people treated people there. That's what I'm talking about is that mm. the personality of like ringing people and being a mean boss and just an evil person. Not only that, wow. I knew I was not being faithful towards my wife wow. with the things that were happening. We were both like very far apart from one another and we were at the brink of divorce. Wow. And then something happened where your daughter almost died that changed your life. Absolutely. So there was one key moment in our lives that was determining for the rest of our lives. Hmm. This was after we had made some changes and I had quit the job. I had quit that career that we were going towards. But here's where typical day we go to the pool and our two-year-old daughter nearly drowns. Oh no. I pulled her out of the water. There were minutes going by that felt like hours in trying to resuscitate her and there was nothing happened the ambulance came they bring it to the ambulance and nothing is there's there's no good word as we are chasing the ambulance to the hospital that she was being taken to we are just pleading with god and we're just praying to god that he'll do something about it and he'll intervene. And by the time we got to the hospital, they had resuscitated them. She had come back. Oh, thank God. Praise God. Wow. And that is a battle of faith that from that moment, we had to evaluate, do we believe in a higher being? Do we believe in a God that loves us and heals and wants the best for us, who's sovereign, who does good things? Right. Or we don't. Like, which route are we going to go here? Because either we jump in 100%, or we just push it away. We're just so thankful that we remain together through all of that. And Renan, I understand that you discovered that that higher being was Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. How did you discover that? And what happened afterwards? Sure. Well, after we had our first child, a couple asked us to go to church with them. And I came to know who Jesus was through continuing to go to that church. There was a presence there. We just wanted more of it. Wow. But it wasn't until we had that experience that was a life-changing experience when we were really pleading with God about our daughter, that we had to make the decision to really follow Him, to leave everything behind and say, you know, Jesus, you are going to be the Lord of our lives. You are going to guide us, and we're going to listen to your calling in our lives instead of our will. We want what you Mm. want for our lives instead. Powerful. And after having all the drugs, like no more drugs, like do you need them anymore? So no drugs. Everything was flushed down the toilet. Actually, not even alcohol. I don't even have a taste for it in my mouth anymore. Like there is no desire for it whatsoever. Never another drug, never any more alcohol. We have been happy about it too. It's not like we felt like we were missing anything from that point on. Right. Renan, that is super awesome, man. Wow. That is amazing that you found your purpose in life. And thank you so much for sharing with us what God has done in your life. Renan, we truly appreciate you being on our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Hey, it isn't over yet. I want to share some deeper thoughts with you right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. 
Partner by going to awakeninthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, Renan's testimony is a huge wake-up call to all those who really believe in the self-help mantra that it's all in the power of your own mind to make your future. You see, there's so many teachings out there that teach you to focus on your goals and what you want and then working hard to attain those things. But is this really the true purpose of life? And after Renan really pursued those things, think about it. He got those things and they nearly destroyed him. Why? Well, it is written in James 4, 13 through 14. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You see, this verse is pointing out that though our minds are powerful, our life is but a vapor and it's passing away quickly. The meaning of life isn't just getting success and getting what you want. Your life has a deep, meaningful impact for the fabric of what? Eternity. But you need to know the one who holds your destiny in his hand. Father God, I'm praying for the person right now who's saying, you know, I thought that was what I wanted, but if I get it, will I truly be happy then? And if the answer is no, Lord Jesus, we want you to walk us into what our true destiny is. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time. 